turn your radio down, turn your radio down. <laughs> crazy. Hey, I know a movie that's from. If, if somebody can tell me what movie that's from, I might have something for you, something special. <laughs> so, um, you know, going back into we were talking about compromising and just relationships and not people know how to relationship. What is one of the greatest things about relationships that people really probably don't take the time to think about to you? I think spiritually growing together, like evolving together. Like, like, is this person going to help me be the best version of myself? Right. I think like there's some individual responsibility, but the people you surround yourself and the person that you're, that you want to spend the rest of your life with is going to influence how you develop and how you evolve as a person. So I think thinking about someone that's going to help you grow um, to be the best version of yourself. And, and I think that's extremely critical that sometimes people don't think about, especially when you get caught up in some of the, the, the superficial things and the physical things. And that's very true. Um, and I would agree with that too. But when I think about some of the important things that people don't think about when it comes to a relationship, I'm thinking out of the box. And so I'm going to say the important things that people do not think about while in a relationship is the art of arguing, the art of conflict, the art of tackling these topics and these situations that some people don't know how to tackle. I, you know, I always open up the floodgates on my Instagram and I have all of these polls or questions and always get all these DMs from people. And so earlier I was talking to one of my followers and just, you know, they were talking to me about their relationship and how instead of them having a conflict, they choose not to do anything or say anything. They choose to kind of be submissive so that they can keep away from conflict. And suddenly something just clicked in my head and I said, but you got to understand conflict brings conversation, which leads to understanding and then a resolution. So I said to me, it's important to have that conflict if it's a conflict and not saying it has to be you guys fight in this, that and the other. But you have this strong disagreement about something as little as for them. You know, it could have been as little as them taking a shower with the door closed and the door being unlocked, but they don't want anyone, you know, they don't want their significant other to walk in. That just means that that's my personal and private time. And so the other person might feel like, well, we live together, so I should be able to walk in whenever I want to. And so that starts a conflict of interest or a conflict because they both do not agree on how even taking a shower should look living in the same house. And um, so that's a realistic scenario though, like that happens. And when we're talking about these things, I had to say for myself, I personally agree with my private time. I feel like taking a shower or being in my in the bathroom is my private time. Now, I like to take a shower with the door open because in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, it gets hot and humid real fast when you're taking a shower and everything starts to fog up and you now you can't see yourself when you get out and then you even more hot than you was when you was in the shower. So it's like I like to take a shower with the door open. But just because the door is open doesn't necessarily mean that I want you in here. You know what I mean? Because that's still my private time. And so that can spark a conversation because the other person may feel like, well, we live together. It's not like I haven't seen your body. It's not like I haven't seen you naked. I haven't experienced you. That's true. But still, 
where's the boundaries? We have to set boundaries, but we have to be able to set them by having a conversation, which brings a resolution. Yeah, I think communication is so key. And to me, couples, uh, they allow situations to foster and get out of control a lot of negative energy just because of miscommunication or frankly, because of lack of communication, um, where one person wants to talk and the other person does not want to talk. So I definitely think like um, communication is a key to any successful relationship and that that could just breed um, um, a resolution or just an understanding. A lot of times we just miss each other. And, and so it's important to communicate. And a lot of times we speak different love languages. You could think you could think you're showing me love and I may not be, I may not be receiving that because that's not my love language. And so you think you're showing me love. But however, I don't receive it because that's not how I show my love to you. So it's important for us to open up about like how we like to be loved. And it's important for us to observe how our partners like to be loved. So I think communication is is essential to any relationship, romantic, friendship, family. I agree 100%. And I believe that conversation and being open in your conversation, to me, that's better than sex. And I'll say it like this, because a lot of people enjoy sex. They can have sex and not even like each other. But the sex is so good, you're just kind of like letting any and everything slide. And on the inside of you, you hate this individual. You despise this individual, but you're so sexually tied to this individual that you just dismiss the conversation piece, even though you want to converse, even though you have so much that you want to say, even though you want to meet a resolution. So in my mind, I feel like the conversation piece I don't care if it's a good conversation, a not so good conversation, a difference, whatever it could be. Conversing is important. Now, what I <laughs> what I don't always like is having a conversation about the same thing over and over again. That's probably the thing that aggravates me. And I'll, I'll probably just be like, you know, what? I'm good. I don't want to talk about this. We already talked about this. So clearly we're working on that already. Um, you know, visiting it maybe two times, cool. But by the third time, I'm like, it's a strikeout. I don't want to continuously talk about the same thing if it's a work in progress. Let's continue to work on it. But let's talk about other things that may help that progress. And so um, I do believe that having that type of connection with someone makes the sex even better, right? Because you can converse with this individual. And because you know that you're open when it comes to telling them how you feel, you develop a different type of attraction to them as well. Yeah, I think conversation, emotional connection, spiritual connection, all that just deepens the sexual connection. So like you need to make love to my mind first um, <laughs> before we actually take that physical step. Um, so I think that's very important. And that's it's good that you said that because for me, um, nine times out of 10, I'm not sexually attracted to someone, you know, for me, it's a mental thing. First, I have to be mentally attracted to you, which causes mental stimulation. And when that happens, then, you know, everything else falls into place, but you can be the greatest looking thing in the world. And I'm not mentally attracted to you. Won't nothing happen sexually because just, I'm not basing it off your looks just because you got a nice body or this, that, and the other. And you just think you're the finest thing since wine. For me, 
if there's not a mental connection where you have stimulated me mentally, nothing's going to turn on for me. And so that's why I feel like having those deep conversations and building that rapport is so important. And we got to see that with Cameron and Lauren on Love is Blind because they built this connection through conversing, which led to emotional and mental and then the physical and then the sexual, because she even said for herself after their first time having sex she didn't expect to even like it she didn't expect it she just she knew that she was connected to him emotionally and mentally so she said i i felt like it could have went well but i didn't know it was going to go great yeah i think i think i'm more of like a soul sexual person like it's i'm attracted to someone's spirit to someone's um someone's soul that just heightens the overall experience um and then I'm therefore attracted to them physically. I agree with that too. So those are <laughs> that's something else that I have as well, a soul connection, an energy connection, a mental connection. So as I told you guys early on on my Instagram, I like put this poll out there asking a question to my followers if love is blind. And I got a pretty good response. Um, I got a lot of responses, but this one stands out to me. And she said, love is what develops after the infatuation period ends. That's deep. So what is the infatuation period? Is that what the in love part? Like, it, what is that? Or is that just um, the sexual part or the lust part? So what is the infatuation part? And so many people confuse the infatuation part with being in love. I feel like infatuation means that you can be infatuated by the way that somebody looks. You can be infatuated with these amazing dates that you go on and how they make you feel in those moments. You're infatuated with, remember when you were in high school and you used to be on the phone all night? Like me, I remember I used to be underneath our, <laughs> our living room table because it was kind of against the wall. I'd be underneath that table on the phone just caking. I would have immature playing in the background, the slow music, and I'm just caking, you know, just infatuated by this conversation. And so that's a... a a sign of infatuation as well. So it's these these things that we are infatuated with don't necessarily have to connect with us being in love with this individual. It's just this feeling, this infatuation feeling like, wow, the way that they make me feel is amazing. But what happens when it's been now a year, right? So you had your honeymoon stage in this relationship of being infatuated, but a year in, all the stops have been pulled, you know, everything has been shown, you've experienced everything, and now you're just dealing with someone that you know every and anything about. And to you, now it's old. Now it's gotten old because I know who you are now and the infatuation is gone. So what she's saying is love develops after that infatuation stage. And that's the stage that some people can't get past because it's like, it was so good for that first year, but now I'm bored. So it's like, why are you bored? You're bored because you more than likely made the decision based off sex, off, off infatuation, off of physical appearances. But when you truly make that initial connection off of a spiritual connection, a soul connection, an emotional connection, a mental connection, then you tend to have longer lasting relationships. And um, once the infatuation wears off, you're, you end up with a person that you care about, end up, end up with a person that you love, end up with a person that you can grow together, end up with a person who could be a good father, who could be a good mother. So it's more of the long lasting qualities that you tend to have when you get past the infatuation stage, when you base your initial decision off of um, non-superficial things. 
and not dating someone based off their educational level. Just because you guys think you guys connect in that way. But like what type of person you are, what type of character do you have? How do you treat people? So it's important to consider those um, those non-superficial things in terms of character and vision and spirituality when if you're if you're actually looking for a lifelong partner. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. There's we can go so many directions with this conversation because it's one of those conversations where we have so many examples. We have experience behind this. We have education behind this. We have statistics. We have so many things that we can pull out. And um, we can go on for 40 days and 40 nights talking about is love blind or just relationships. But we want to make sure that we save some of this because I feel like throughout this journey of ours, this podcast journey, we're going to revisit relationships and love over and over again. We want to give our listeners an opportunity to call in. First, we want you guys to take notes, take notes about what you've learned, about what you want to talk about about anything that stood out to you during this podcast segment and something that you want to discuss, something that you may agree with or strongly agree with or slightly disagree with or completely disagree with um, because your opinions matter. You know, we want to make sure that we give people the opportunity to speak their mind and that we can have a discussion to agree, not necessarily to agree to disagree because that's, that may happen, but to agree on the concept of what we're trying to do when we're explaining, you know, is love blind or what relationships look like or, and things of that nature. I feel like in general, everyone has their own idea of what a relationship looks like. Right. Right. We all have our perception of what a relationship looks like, what we want in a partner. And it's up for you to decide that. Like, just because something works for, for another relationship doesn't mean it's going to work for your relationship. So it's OK to to formulate how you want your relationship to be. And it doesn't have to be traditional. It could be non-traditional. So whatever works for you, works for you. And so I ask you, based off of where you are in your life at this moment, based off of the accomplishments that you have made, um, the knowledge that you have gained, your past and present experiences, um, even your educational level, your career, and your age, your maturity level, based off of all those things, I ask you, is love blind? And only you can answer that question. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the R&D show. We appreciate your listening ear. We appreciate your feedback. Make sure that you guys share, 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 share. We can't ask you enough to tell everyone that you know to listen to us. We know that everything isn't for everyone, but if I feel like if they give us a chance, then there'll be something for them and they'll become one of the new followers. So make sure that you show um, this to somebody and share it with others. We appreciate, we appreciate, we appreciate you guys so much. God bless all of y'all. And thank you again for tuning in to the R&D show. Cheer. We out.